do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the African American Man Podcast Show, The Tough Love Messenger. I am your host, King Vision. Our message and agenda is encouraging accountability, leadership among the African American man within our communities. You can find us at itrnradio.com. Welcome to the show. This is Sunday, November the 12th. You can also hear us on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And since it's November, I'm sure we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Many of us have a lot to be thankful for. And this is generally the time of the year when people start saying, I got to get on a diet because I don't want to hold back two Thursdays from now. But anyway, um, I wanted to touch on something um, regarding the show. Um, The show is not about a me, African-American focus. It's about a we, African-American man focus. And I want to convey that because it's important that we see this as our opportunity to make a change going forward. It is election time, and this is clearly the time for the African-American man to focus on the future because we can no longer allow the Democrats or the Republicans to take our votes for granted because we're not getting the promises that we go through every four years. And you can always tell where the focus is. Now, again, what happened to the Jews uh, during night in the 1940s um, was horrific, but not that I'm making a comparison, but I also want to say what happened to African-Americans people as a whole was horrific for 400 years and still we're having some of those same issues. But you see where the media's focus is. Every day, all day. So I just want us to remember that. Lady Future, let's clip it. Y'all about to do it again, aren't you? Yep. You are. Now I'm not saying vote for Trump, but you gotta know this ain't it. How much you wanna bet she wasn't pointing at anybody either? Let me remind you that Malcolm X said this in 1964. In Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives, there are 257 who are Democrats. Only 177 are Republicans. In the Senate, there are 67 uh, Democrats. Only 33 are Republicans. The party that you pass controls two-thirds of the House of Representatives and the Senate, and still they can't keep their promise to you because you're a chump. Anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't keep the promise that it made to you during election time and you're dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party, you're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race. 59 years later, huh? Y'all still on this bullshit. Imagine if folks stood down an election cycle and made Democrats earn their vote. Hip hop party. That's what they think of you. You are a genre of music and you will blindly follow rappers who probably don't vote for Democrats themselves. I strongly suggest that you listen to the ballot or the bullet speech in its entirety and listen to it to comprehend, not respond. As we go forward, we're already talking about the election and this is another point of view. But here's the thing. We've been talking about this since 1968. 
Now, in comparison to the war, the Jews in the Palestine have been fighting this little piece of land. So it would behoove the African-American nation to feel the same way about its people and its future. And it baffles me that we don't work collectively, and, and we hear this over and over, but we should ask ourselves, are we incapable of thinking for ourselves? We have to be told what to do. We have to be taught what to do. But that wasn't the case many years in the 1800s, in the late 1800s, with all the inventions that we made. Now, I will say this. The greatest thing about African-American people is we could look at something, see it, evaluate it, and make it better for the whole world. We have always thought that way, not in destruction, but in help. Lady Future, let's clip it. Out of you. At the beginning of this video right there, I thought this was in another country. It wasn't until I saw that, 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 that charger right there that I was like, okay, this America and this is Oakland. And I feel at this point, it ain't much I can do, you know, uh, other than like put them on the prayer list at my church. Uh, but I think like somebody should be taking note of this, like the National Guard, you know, some some branch of the government. What is Space Force doing right now? Maybe Space Force can come down to kind of man the streets because from the dipping to the car thefts to the to the to the carjackers, it's a lot going on. I don't have the manpower or the threshold personally to, to do much more than the prayer. I mean today we got that we got that thing going off at four o'clock. I think maybe at that time maybe we just all say a little the small prayer for Oakland and just just you know just hope things calm down a little bit because it's a uh, it's crazy. I mean, this gentleman is not kidding. It is crazy up in Oakland. And this is what I mean when I say you always get warnings. And it's happening right before our eyes. What scares me is that we as a people are okay with it. And it's not okay. Because if our community's conditions are like this at 2023, what is it going to be like in 2065? Now, granted, I'm not going to be here, but that doesn't mean I don't care about the future of my people. And we have got to wake up collectively. I mean, there, there is no maybe I'll wait 10 years from now. We're way behind and we're in a serious crisis and it has to change. And again, some people may say, well, you have a show. You're doing the same thing everybody else is doing is talking. But that's not necessarily true. I don't need to talk about what I've done in the past and what I'm doing. What I'm talking about is what we need to do collectively. Lady Future, let's clip it. 90s, all the main hip hop stars were rapping conscious. So there was the brand Nubians, it was the Poor Righteous Teachers, it was Ice Cube, it was Arrested Development, it was X-Clan, it, it was Queen Latifah. It, it, black black was, it was in. So whenever the enemy seen that, wait a minute, this is not just some mumbo jumbo over top of some stolen instrumentals from jazz beats. This hip hop thing really has sway over people and can shape and mold public opinion. They can create a revolution with this rap. So they seen that as the dominant artists had an alliance with consciousness and the nation, they seen a transformation taking place among black people. Black people wasn't eating no pork. X caps everywhere, African medallions everywhere, brother and sister. Everybody was talking about struggle, freedom, independence, 
doing for self. And they knew that they couldn't allow that to remain in existence. So they hijacked conscious, inserted gangster. Now you got drill and selling dope, womanizing and, and abusing and verbal pornography is the new style of music now. Why? Because they know music is the most effective teacher on the planet. Ain't nothing more effective of teaching than music. The minister said this, he said, one good rap song is worth more than a thousand of my speeches. You know, he has a lot of valid points, but again, they hijack. Now, usually hijack means they come into your part of the area that you control. They overtake you, and then they take you away. So again, who allowed that to happen? Who could not see this? Why are we seeing this 30 and 40 years later? This is the concern I have. So as I speak right now, how many of us are thinking year 2065? Ask yourself this question. If you have a niece, if you have a young cousin, male, female, that's 10 years old, that's eight years old, look at them in the face and ask yourself, what will the United States be like and what will the African-American community look like when they turn 25? And if you come up with not so good or you don't have any idea what you think it's going to look like, let me help you along in terms of projections and trends. Whatever's going on right now, that's the trend. So does the trend go back the other direction? Or does it continue to deteriorate in our community? Ask yourself that question. Lady Future, let's clip it. Celebrated one deal I've done, not one. When I start working with LeBron and for LeBron, I only, the most money I ever made working for LeBron was $48,000 a year. That's the most I ever made. I was only on his salary for two years. That was since 06, I've been off his payroll. Right, we're in 2023. It was important for me to get off of his payroll as fast as I possibly could. That was very important to me. Even currently today, people talk about it's easier with LeBron. Oh, he just did this because LeBron, they must don't know what the word envy means. They must don't understand how hard it is to walk in a room. People tell you, oh, because you represent this person, I don't think you're the right person for me. Even though he's built this big portfolio and I have a ton of other guys that's built great portfolios as well. But for some reason, I'm gonna say it's hard for our people to do business with our people at a high level and respect them and not cheat them and not try to say, I gave you an opportunity so you should work for free. No, I gave you the opportunity, you're doing a great job, I'm gonna pay you what you deserve. Somebody out there is doing something for you. I don't care if they're your sister, cousin, I don't care if they're on a drug, I don't care about any of that. How you treat people matters. I want to pay you top dollar. I want to pay you more. Because when we go to Van Cleef and Louie and Chanel. And hopefully many of you caught the voice, but that's uh, uh, Rich Paul, um, a real, a well-known um, manager or agent, so I say a sports agent. And the fact that he's having this conversation at a high level validates, one, in a positive way, an opportunity for us but two, constructive criticism and a serious reality.
Lady Future. Let's clip it. I ask black people all the time, you tell me something good about us in the last 40, 50 years that we can be proud of and take to the ancestors. We've gone backwards compared to where they moved forward to get us here. What have black people done in the last 50 years that they can stand up in the world and say, yeah, we proud, black, black and proud. We ain't got nothing we can be proud of, homie. I can't think of nothing good black people do today besides play sports. And they play that for white folks. It ain't, we ain't good no more. It's some individual good people, but collectively, we f***ed up. Tainted. Poisoned. And we cannot keep continuing making babies. Again, another point of view says it all. But how much truth is that? And here's the thing. Yeah, a lot of us are doing great things. But collectively, we have to improve. And we have to start looking in the future. You know, that's why you hear a lot of conversations about generational wealth. Well, what does that mean? That means planning for the next generation. Well, we're barely making it right now. We living from check to check. And we love to party. We love to buy name brand material um, and clothes and tennis shoes. That, that shouldn't even be on our radar. Any extra money you have needs to go into the bank, needs to go to an investment with your children's future as the top of the list. And when is that going to change? And if it doesn't change, my favorite saying, we're going to be in economic slavery by 2065. Lady Future, let's clip it. Is enough people who understand finance and technology. If you look at how power functions, there's four corners of power in this country. There's Washington, D.C., politics, a bunch of lawyers there. I know that world. I come out of that world. But that's one corner. New York City, where we're sitting right now, Wall Street, finance. I don't see that many black people doing that. And so automatically you know something is wrong because here we have all these black people in politics, public affairs, lawyers, Senators, congresspeople, we got a black vice president, we got two black senators. The, the, uh, of the top 10 cities in America, seven have black mayors. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries is about to run all the Democrats in, in the House. I mean, we got a lot of black people in politics, public service, not for profit law degrees, but when you get in a train from uh, D.C. and come up here to New York and go to Wall Street, you don't see as many black folks up here. Wait a minute, that's a problem. Then you hop on, a, on an airplane, go from New York City JFK land in the Bay Area, SFO. Now you're in Silicon Valley. Technology. Very few of us in that world. Hold on a second. Trillion dollar industries being launched. Mm -hmm. Biotech, uh, AI, <laughs> uh, quantum computing. Uh, but very few of us there. Then if you leave SFO, pop down to LAX, and you're in LA, Hollywood. Okay, we're a lot, we have a lot of stars, but we don't own the studios. You have very few Tyler Perry's, very few Oprah's. So if we're trying to play a four-corner game of power, and all we have is a bunch of lawyers in the politics corner, but we don't have power in the finance corner, the technology corner, and the media ownership corner, then no matter how well we play the game, we're probably going to lose more than we win. What we don't have... He touched on some real positive things. Um, I don't really have much to add to it other than what he said. 
But I, what I would love to do, me personally, is to have some of these great African-American men first so we can sit down and orchestrate and strategize and set up a 10-year plan, a 20-year plan, a 30-year plan, and a 40-year plan only for our community and our community needs. I would love to be a mediator and I'd love to be a facilitator because I am going to fight, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to fight to the end and I'm not going to stop talking because like he said earlier, uh, one of the other uh, people in the clip, I'm fighting for my ancestors. And I got to tell you, my grandmother, my mother, my father, I have aunts. I have to make sure I make them feel proud. And they're ancestors now. Lady Future, let's clip it. Out of soccer, you should probably learn about Kylian Mbappe. Kylian is a French soccer player who's about to sign a billion-dollar contract. He was offered a billion dollars, including his player's fee as well as his commercial rights to play in Saudi Arabia because the Saudis figure something out about sports that Coach Prime also understands, which is that fans follow players more than they follow teams. And so uh, with this kind of offer, I think it's pretty massive. It will make him the highest paid athlete on earth in terms of money he's making from playing the sport. I think it changes the dy dynamics of, of not just the business of sports, but also says something about the power of the black athlete to transform the black community. A uh, billion dollars is generational wealth. Now, I don't know this brother's uh, disposition, but I know there are other athletes who are very conscious, like the brother with the Boston Celtics, who is actually looking to rebuild Black Wall Street. That could be part of the future. Let's go for that. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. My website is boycewatkins.com if you want to learn about economics. I'll see you soon. Peace. And the thing I love about Dr. Boyce Watkins, I've been following him for years, right? And he's serious about the community, but he talks and walks the walk with his show. And his main focus is finances. Lady Future, let's clip it of Sacramento just a couple of blocks away from this California Capitol building and I just want to show you the sights and sounds of the homeless situation here in downtown Sacramento. Here's City Hall where you can almost always find encampments. This is K Street just blocks away from the Capitol and mostly empty due to homeless. What a nice mural that you can hardly appreciate because of the tents blocking it. The sights we're seeing are tragic, inhumane, and dangerous. You can find encampments all over the city and they go on for blocks and blocks. There's a police officer making sure this homeless man is still alive. This is not safe for anyone, those on the street nor those living nearby. Even filming this footage was scary and heartbreaking. Wow, that's a big tent. Sacramento saw a 68% increase in homelessness in just two years, and I completely believe it's based on these inhumane scenes. We need to fix California by compassionately clearing encampments and delivering desperately needed services ASAP. We're down. Well, 68% increase over two years. So let's continue that in L.A., let's continue that in Atlanta, let's continue that in Chicago and Detroit with the same trend, 68%. Just think about that for a minute, what that looks like in 20 years, in 40 years, in 60 years. Lady Future, let's clip it. We're in the Lion King. Simba's messing with the hyenas and he's like, Row! and they're like, seriously, and he does it again, Row! and they're like, you got to be kidding. He does it again, Row! and they're like, no, you'll never take us down. You're too weak. You're too small. You're too puny by yourself. He tries it one more time. 
He lets out his best roar, but it sounds like something big and giant, and it echoes off of the mountains nearby, and the enemy, enemy, go running away, not because he was the roar, but because his daddy had come up behind him, and Mufasa had let out a great roar! The roar of the father is behind you! That's how important the African-American man and the African-American man father is to our community. And it was set up, and the silhouette and the scene is set up with a son and his father behind him. Lady Future, let's clip it. Sean Lynch in his prime, one of the greatest running backs of all time. From Oakland, California, he grabbed the city with pride. My favorite line, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Dance mode, always put the fan first and follow G code. Don't forgive him back, hometown hero. I had to give you your flowers while you here, bro. So here, bro. Before he died, Angus told me do this song for you. You a Bay Area legend and dog, I'm proud of you. Overtaking California Bears most valuable. And all the things you did in the NFL was so powerful. Got Seattle they first bowl, that was an easy call. And they would have had two if they would have ran you the ball. You a legend on the field and off. In the hood passing out turkeys, that's a real boss. Your bacon show gave me sauce, dirty blunts made me cough. When I'm in my beast mode, breathe, she want to take them off. When I'm in Portland, I hit your restaurant bistro. And anything I do, I make sure that I'm in beast. Feel like I'm Marshawn Lynch in his prime One of the greatest running backs of all time From Oakland, California, he grabbed the city with pride My favorite line, I'm just here so I won't get fined In this mode, always put the fan first and follow G-Code Don't forgive him back, hometown hero I had to give you your flowers while you here, bro So here, bro Now, his nickname is Beast Mode But this is Marshawn Lynch from Oakland, the Bay Area and the one thing that I like about this brother, and this brother is from the streets, okay, gets plenty of respect, but he was a hell of an athlete. And the one thing that people don't talk about, but is rarely mentioned, when he got his contracts, he saved all his money and he came back to Oakland to invest. That's just one athlete. Can you imagine? And, and I'm going to be ultra conservative. Give me 25 athletes. I really should be asking for 200. But if you had 25 athletes with his consciousness and the way that he thinks and sees things, you could change the community and the direction in 10 years. Lady Future, let's clip it. Of you, black man, I just need you to know you may be misunderstood, but your brilliance, it shows. Why do you think so many are threatened by you? They can see that bright aura, that powerful hue. I love you, black man. You may be flawed just like me, but no matter what this world says, you're a king originally. You lead with strength and authority, commanding attention and adoration naturally. See, I love me some black men. The way your brown skin blends in with mine. You make me forget about all my problems and remind me to be present in this moment in time. You are sublime and you deserve your flowers too. So if no one else says it, I'm saying I love you. Thank you for being the rock that we need. Protecting and providing ain't as easy as y'all make it seem. Got a globe on your shoulder, but no one knows the weight you carry. This is a safe space to set it down. I know you're worn and weary. I see you, black man. But regardless of my truth, I pray that you see your value. I pray that you love you because you deserve to be loved on. You're needed, black man. I'm just reminding you of your worth. Signed, 
a black man stand. Yeah, I heard that. I had to uh, put that on the show. Um, that's some positive, positive feedback. And listening to our queens validate us, there's no reason why we shouldn't get up every morning thinking about how can we take care of our family? How can we take care of our African-American community? Because at the end of the day, it is left up to us. Lady Future, let's clip it. Loving black folks had to be the hardest goddamn job on the motherfucking... It's rough. Please pardon the, the language, but I got to just tell it like it is. Loving black folks ain't easy, man. We hard-headed, ornery chicken shit, and you know how they really are. You can speak the truth all day long. They can't hear you. A white man can walk up and suggest the shit you said, and it's like they heard the voice of God or some shit. Nigga, I've been telling you this for 10 years. How the hell is it you don't understand this until a, a white man says it? But Not all of us, but too many of us are, are that's the case. Far too many. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, it's a painful thing. Just with this Black National Anthem, I play this every day, man. And it's mm. so disheartening to wow. see how black folks walk past me like the song ain't shit. And I'm a nine-year veteran, mm. okay? Mm. Vietnam era, okay? And they walk past me like I ain't shit. Elders are for counsel. Young men are for war. If True. your future's lost, then goddammit, some old motherfuckers didn't do their goddamn job. And I'm suggesting to you old brothers, reach out and show these young brothers not only that you love them, but how much you love them, because they're the only goddamn future we got. You can't trade them in for nothing. You, I say, I say. The fact of the matter is, if you want a better world, I suggest what Malcolm said. Malcolm said, Either you're part of the solution or part you're of the part problem. of the problem. But I got news for y'all. There's been a 21st century update on the real. Either you're part of the solution or, goddammit, you are the fucking problem. This is what we have to understand. See, we keep on a mass, I call it life masturbation. You playing with the problem, okay? Uh, Band-Aids ain't gonna help. You gotta get real or die. That's all that's left. Nobody on the planet gives a damn about us. Not even us. Now, that's the part I have a problem with because we can do something about that last part. See what I'm saying? I've been suggesting for a very long time if Africans just simply turn your love inwards. Learn to love you. First, learn to know your goddamn self first. Don't bring your unknown ass in our family circle. See what I'm saying? With that crazy shit, you know you want to bring me Jesus and other dumb ass shit. No, learn to know who the fuck you are from a divine perspective. I'm tired of you being the dumbest motherfuckers on the goddamn planet because that's not a divine decree. Stupidity is not a divine decree. God didn't make you stupid. You have to want to be stupid. You have to work to stay stupid. Now, if you ask an intelligent African, they'll tell you that's way too much energy fucked off on just being stupid. Why don't you spend your time wisely and be who the hell God puts you here to be? I say. If this world is ever going to be a better place, I guarantee you, I'll stake my life on it, that you've got to change it. If it's ever going to be a better place, because we make it so. If it's ever going to change for the better, we've got to do it. Speak, speak. I put you here to teach the world, not to take lessons. Here we are in the 21st century sitting at the feet of some motherfuckers who just crawled out the cave yesterday talking about you getting a goddamn education. They can't educate you, nor is it their desire. If you just pay attention to what the hell has been going on. You see what I'm saying? They got you so fucked up after you done paid three, four, five years of goddamn college, you come out and don't know who the fuck you looking in your goddamn mirror at. You should be embarrassed. Heavy. Matter of fact, the teachers, the university instructors should be embarrassed. They have black children coming out not who the fuck knowing who the fuck they are. Right. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. All this money. Um, I feel like that brother Phil with all that passion. <clears throat> and that brother has vision. And that's one of the things that I noticed within our community and many men that, I shall I say, elders, 
or the baby boomers. But again, he did point, we dropped the ball. And that's why we were where we're at today. Lady Future, let's clip it. In the car. I listen to rock and roll and other things, live instrumentation. I don't want to hear about the things I've been trying to escape. It traumatizes me because it makes me visualize things that are not positive. And that's when you start to actually feel not positive. And that's when things start to realize themselves not positive. The visual is a very important power that we don't understand. Things happen in dimensions for me, levels. I have to think about it first clearly. Then I have to put it on paper. Then I have to make it happen. If what I'm visualizing is a negative, then that's the next level is going to be negative. I can't have anything distracting me from a pure visualization of a dream that I'm trying to get to. I can only think about the W. And any time I'm thinking about other people's trauma, it makes me visualize their trauma. And then that's the energy that goes into my dreams. And then that's when the dream can turn into a nightmare. That's where fear comes in. And fear stops you from doing things. I don't ever want to have to think about something that I might be afraid of to make me stop doing something. I'd rather keep that real estate for the perfect win. There is no loss. There's a yin and a yang in everything, a dark and a light. I can only see the light. The dark is only for me to learn from and know to stay away from. Everything happens to me that's dark is only for something like to happen. That's the only way I see things. I don't really listen to hip hop in the car. I listen to rock and roll and other things, live instrumentation. I don't want to hear about the things I've been trying to escape. You know what I love about us is that many of us that have become successful, we have different ways of reaching that success. And that brother just dropped some serious nuggets, something that I'm going to apply to myself personally. Lady Future, let's clip it. Men of other races and cultures are not better than black men. Same with women of other cultures are not better than black women. What the difference is, societal influences, those other cultures tend to have different standards that we do not have in our community. We embrace ratchets of all types of ratchets. And what happens is those women raise the males and the females who grow up to also be ratchets. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because on one of those divestor channels, and I don't look at them, I've looked at them just to get a, a understanding of where they're coming from and stuff like that. But I can take races. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you um, her point of view was right on point. But again, what's missing? The African American father is not present in either the man's life or the daughter's life. It's important that we're present so we can give them a future goal and standards and to be a productive individual in our society. Lady Future, let's clip it. Did you see this? A St. Louis youth football coach was shot by an angry parent over his son's playing time. Guys, I told you this before and I'll say it again. You gotta be careful dealing with these parents. Unfortunately, this is a different generation of parents. And I'm not saying this to disrespect parents of this generation, but I'm seeing more and more coaches get shot, get put on 10 o'clock news because parents are using violence on coaches. Coaches, you just have to be careful out here. We may have to start hiring armed security at our practices. I'm dead serious. It's getting bad out here. 
This is why I say, number one, make sure parents know your policy on playing time. Don't even leave them guessing. Be straight up with them. Number two, find a safe place to practice. It's up to you to figure that out. And number three, don't get into no argument with these parents. I know that's easier said than done. I've had my heated moments with parents, so I totally get it. But what I've learned is to walk away or let them go. All right, guys, be sure to follow me for more. You're welcome. Just another another perspective, another opportunity in our community. We don't even respect the coach. And for it to, to elevate or escalate to violence, let's be serious. That wasn't the way it was many years ago. Lady Future, let's clip it. Everybody that you know to call. And sooner or later, y'all better get ready to start rallying and marching for this money because we need it, okay? So a lot of people want to know when we going to get the money, where the money at, how do we get the money, what do we have to do to make this happen. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, y'all got to stop doing what we normally do, which is wait for some crazy stuff to pop off or, some somebody, or for somebody to get killed before you decide that you want to march, before you decide that you want to get angry, before you decide you want to ask for something. So here's a great place to start, y'all, because the bill just sitting on the table. It's two bills sitting on the table. Well, as a matter of fact, it's three bills sitting on the table in regards to reparations, and one of them is from your app, okay? One of them is the HR 4321 bill, which says that any state that gives reparations is not going to be able to receive any federal funding whatsoever. So your ops is working harder. Though you think your op is down the street from your grandma neighborhood, but your op is them politicians that's inside of the office. There's knowing that y'all not saying and there's knowing that y'all quiet, okay? But if you really want to do something about getting your reparations, I suggest that you call 202. 225-3816 and let them know that you are in support of the HR 40 bill put in place by Sheila Jackson Lee from Houston, Texas. Well, she resides and works in Houston, Texas. 202-225-3816. Let them know that you are in support of the HR 40 bill and get everybody that you know to call. And sooner or later, y'all better get ready to start rallying and marching for this money because we need it. Okay? There's not much more to add to that. But for sure, if we don't get some type of monetary financial support from the government, such as reparations, we don't really, really have a chance because the way that many of our leaders think, they think individually rather than collectively. Lady Future, let's clip it. Nothing changes your life more other than God or love and moving your credit score 120 points. Number one cause for divorce? Money. Number one cause for domestic abuse? Money. Number one reason for black and brown kids dropping out of college? Money. Number one cause for heart attack? Stress. Number one cause for stress? Money. I can go on for this forever. We, if you move your credit score, the check cashier turns into a bank or a credit union. And in five years, a liquor store turns into a convenience store. And that so-called poor neighborhood becomes an emerging market. Ladies and gentlemen, we can do this. He is absolutely correct. We can do this. But again, whenever we speak and whenever you hear us speaking, we always speak with passion. But many of these individuals, they're speaking from a standpoint of fear that they see what's going to happen to us if we don't change. Lady Future, let's clip it. 
Gross! First of all, I love you, brother, and I want you to know that because you sounded a little upset in your video reply to me, but I love you too much to not be honest with you, and right now, you're deflecting. I was talking about your lyrical content, and you talking about turkeys. I'm talking about you as a hip-hop OG still glorifying murder and drug dealing in your music, and you talking about turkeys? Bro, more people are streaming your music than eating your turkeys. You can believe that, brother. Oh, then you can make fun of my accent and my hair, brother. That's lightweight, you hear me? What am I doing to help my community? Well, my whole adult life, I've been a middle school teacher. Now I'm a full-time hip-hop artist. Just dropped my 10th album. It's called Uno. You should check it out, actually. I've helped to give out hundreds of thousands of dollars in college scholarships for students around this country. Done financial literacy tours year after year, brother. Shoe drives, toy drives, voter registration rallies, prison ministry. I'm currently a professor professor at Tufts University teaching the intersection of hip-hop and social change, and I'm a fellow at Harvard University. Ultimately, I'm just trying my best to do God's work in this industry, bro. Then you say, why don't I go viral with my own content? Brother, you're a little late to the party. I've been successful for a while, man, and not having to glorify the things that's harmful to our community. Could you do that? I'm curious. Bro, I work with some of the same audiences you, The Game, Lupe, Big Crit, Juvenile, Manny Fresh, Currency, Kevin Gates, uh, Sway, Charlemagne. These people know me, man. So as black men, let's do our best to do God's work and not glorify what's holding us down, man. I love that young brother. Um, and he is doing good work. And I bless him and wish him continued success. Lady Future, let's clip it positive will ever occur in a community that fails to circulate its dollars. I mean, the data is there. No group circulates the dollars more so than East Indians, Arab Americans. The average dollar stays in their community 45 days before leaving. Number two, Asian Americans. The average dollar stays in the Asian community 24 days before leaving. Number three, Jewish Americans. The average dollar stays in the Jewish community 17 to 19 days before leaving. The average dollar today stays in the black community six hours before leaving. But it wasn't always like that. The average dollar in 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and those 3,600 square blocks stayed in that community 18 months to two years before leaving. Mm. Nothing positive will ever occur in a community that fails to circulate its dollars. I mean, I have two points. He said 1921, 18 months. Well, part of the reason is they didn't want us in any other community, so we really didn't have any other choice. Number two, it only took 100 years, almost is 102 years to be exact, that we have changed and left our communities. So at the end of the day, if you look at the community, you look at the way the community is, I don't want to hear nothing about the white man. I don't want to hear nothing about anybody else. The truth of the matter is 70% of the household is run by a mother. Where is the African-American black man? Period. Lady Future, let's clip it. Ed Bloom that got affirmative action overturned. He also went after some law firms for their diversity programs. Of course, he sued us. But what he's trying to do is eliminate any race-conscious decision-making in America. So let me tell you what that means for all of us. Who in this room went to a HBCU? We went to FAMU. Okay, all right, okay. So if, he, if he's successful, there may be no HBCUs. Because of Ed Bloom and his organization, the, the SBA stopped their 8A program. So anybody, a, a minority sort of certified business, 
If he's successful, that won't exist anymore. So companies won't be able to come to you and say, yes, we want to partner with you because you're a black-owned business, or yes, we want to partner with you because you're a woman. If you've ever been through a leadership development program that helped high-potential underrepresented folks, black and brown people, he's trying to eliminate all of that. If you've got contracts, NIL deals, if you're an athlete, He's coming after that. If you're in media or entertainment, so that's why I often tell people, you might see the news about Fearless Fund and think, oh, that's too bad for those black women. He's coming for all of us. He's coming for everything black, and we must fight back, and we must stand up. Again, I'm hearing a warning, a cry for help. Lady Future, let's clip it. The sterilization and, and population control. There's too many people on the planet we need to get rid of, in the words of Bill Gates, at least three billion people need to die. So we'll just start off in Africa, we'll start doing our research there, and we'll eliminate, eliminate most, most of the Africans because they're deplorable, they're worthless, they're not part of this world economy, so they have their rights taken away, and they're suppressed and they're experimented. Yeah, well, well, this, this is, these are not my words. These are Bill Gates' words. Yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, Google Bill Gates and depopulization and sterilization. You'll, yeah. you'll hear out of his own mouth the plan. Yeah. And then if, if that's not enough for you, then listen to uh, uh, Henry, Henry Kissinger in his words, yeah. where he talks about how this is a win-win situation, and the mandation and mandating vaccines is part of the plan for depopulation. Lady Future, let's clip it with my family or the restaurants or anybody's safety start coming into play. All right, so boom, first of all, good morning. Y'all gonna get this work on the first of the month early before I even get into my day of good because the way that this Atlanta and Keith Lee situation has gotten out of hand is disgusting at this point. This man never left a bad review for anyone. He simply gave his account of his experiences at these Atlanta restaurants. Yet y'all are making all of these excuses now to justify why he experienced what he experienced. Y'all are blaming gentrification. You're blaming the transplants, the people that are not real Atlanta residents, which is sounding like a lot of y'all when y'all are Christian talking about, oh, they're not real Christians when they do problematic shit, but we're going to just move on from that point, right? Y'all went from being too good to accept criticism, pretending like you don't know who this man is. Then you went to ableism in your attempt to invalidate his review, saying that he could be autistic, which again is not an insult, but you meant it as one, to now threatening him and his family. Y'all are trying to run Keith and Ronnie out of Atlanta and their little girls with threats of violence over some restaurants that y'all all have been complaining about for years anyway. So here we go, right? Conversations that black people are not ready to have. We have got to get over this. Oh, we don't want other people to see how bad it is in the house. So we're not going to talk about our business with other people outside of the black community. We have got to quit coddling and enabling poor behavior in our community because it reflects in how a lot of these customers are experiencing bad service because the way y'all coddle and enable these black men and people in your community by letting them run amok harm the community, harm the women and children, harm other men is exactly how it reflects in these businesses because they are harming y'all as customers and you're tolerating it simply because they are black. Y'all keep making excuses for issues that y'all wouldn't tolerate from white folks. Y'all keep finding reasons to further condemn our community to poor service and poor treatment of each other because y'all refuse to accept criticism and do better. Y'all won't go to Walmart 
and wait in a line for an hour and a half. You'll be there for two minutes complaining that there aren't enough people working the register and you're uh, drop the mic, Lady Future. Let's clip it. A, a few days ago, uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden celebrated hip hop music. They had a celebration of hip hop. Hip hop culture is America's culture. It is a genre. It is music and melody and rhyme. And hip hop is also an ethos. A music genre that calls the black man the N-word, calls women the W-word and the B-word, uh, talks about misogyny, shooting police, um, uh, uh, smoking dope, selling dope, fighting, killing, acting a fool. They celebrated this genre. Why? Because this is how they see black America. They see us the same way they see George Floyd. And they have to make more of us because everywhere they rule, you know, John F. Kennedy stood in front of the um, uh, Berlin Wall in the 60s and said, if you think that communism is great, let them come to Berlin. Well, if you think that the Democratic Party is great, let them come to Detroit. Let them come to Chicago. Let them come to St. Louis. Let them come to L.A., Portland, Seattle, Memphis. Anywhere where they rule, you will see George Floyd all over the place. Look, not a, a few days ago, uh, Kamala Harris. As I said before, we're now hearing more and more people concerned about our community and where we're going. Lady Future, let's clip it. So the White House announces they will provide $100 million in humanitarian assistance for the Palestinian people. So you're going to go visit Israel. You're going to provide the bombs and provide the relief. You're going to provide the bombs and provide the money. Like, you're going to straddle the fence. You're going to play both sides. Come on home and get black folks reparations. That's number one. It's it's American is showing you that they have every access to monetary power to give black folks reparations. And America is also showing you that it does not care about you and your economic needs. They have found money in every case, everywhere to handle the needs that they consider to be important. However, the, the American people, the U.S. Treasurer said that it's going to be painful for some American households. So you mean to tell me that the American people get the pain and everybody else get the assistance? I do not value this false democracy. And I think more people need to get involved and more black people need to understand that they need to leverage their political power, their voting power, and let the Democratic Party know, I am not going to your polls. You cannot have my vote. Give me my money instead. Okay. I don't think there's anything else to say. But again, you're hearing many views and many concerns. Lady Future, let's clip it. Health when it comes to black men especially, I feel yeah. like is something that people don't talk about enough. Yes. Now looking back with mm -hmm. the perspective that you have, what were you seeing yeah. happening with your peers? Well, you know, right now, data says that, you know, suicide is the third leading cause of death for young black men between the ages of 18 and 24. Mm -hmm. And when I think about those numbers, it really makes sense. It makes sense from a myriad of ways when we think about the way that black males communicate with each other, the way that we're, you know, raised without fathers in the home or, you know, the things that we see in media, on TV, the stoicism and, and with our masculinity. And I believe that we have to, you know, think of ways to engage a healthy culture around conversation about mental health and um, really just embrace that there is hope in the journey. And so the key thing I heard is the African-American man, father, 
is not in the home. Lady Future, let's clip it. Nothing unless you're black and powerful. Let's get let's just get that straight. Um, you cannot be black and proud and niggas too. Okay, that white folks are planning for three generations, and we're planning for Saturday night. Right. Because old brothers and sisters is to win, not to look like we're winning. I would rather carry a plastic bag with five thousand dollars in it than to carry a five thousand dollar Louis Vuitton bag with a hundred dollars in it. You ain't winning. Louis Vuitton is winning. Nike is winning. Gucci is winning. Armani is winning. You ain't winning. We are the consumption class. They are the merchant class. They make stuff. We buy stuff. It is Interesting to me that the rich stay rich by pretending to be poor, and the poor stay poor by pretending to be rich. Woo! Right? We got the, we got the shit ass backwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing changes, and all the statistics tell us this. The oh Institute my. of Public Studies, April twenty seventeen, the state, the economic state of Black America said, and I give you the final quote from that three hundred page study, which no Negro read. <laughs> this is said that by twenty fifty three, ten years after the majority becomes the minority, if nothing changes among African Americans, household median wealth will be zero. <clears throat> zero. In effect, we will have worked our way into a second slavery. Try to operate in a market-based economy and a democratic capitalistic society without money. Mm. Let's see how that works for you. Oh man, you us. And ain't nobody fixing us but us. White people, white people are not fixing black people. It's been 400 years and we ain't fixed. Mm. It ain't right down. Not even thinking about black people, and I'm not hating on white people. I'm just right. telling the truth. You know who white people are thinking about? They're thinking about white, white people. people. About their wives, their children, their communities, their schools, their businesses, and your pockets. That's what they're thinking about. To be black and beautiful means nothing unless you're black and powerful. I got to tell you, he said it all. But 2053. Let's see, it's 2023 plus 30. That's 2053, so 30 years from now. So if we don't start to make a change in the next 10 years, um, we, 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 we in some, some, some trouble here. You know, we in some serious trouble. Lady Future, let's clip it. Your black child in America needs to learn how to start a business by the age of 12. As a, just as an emergency strategy in case they get sick of the corporate plantation and they want to have options. This is not just important for your own mental and physical health, but it's also important for your family. You know, if that job doesn't want you anymore, and then you suddenly believe you're worthless and you're not productive for the family anymore, well, now your children suffer. So I say to people, look, if you don't want to do it for yourself, at least do it for your damn kids. Because we can't, you can't tell your five-year-old son, well, son, we can't eat today because the white man ain't hiring. That, well, how's he going to look up to you and admire you if, if you're talking like that? How's your woman going to respect you as a black man when you're talking about, well, the reason I can't feed you is because that man won't take care of me? Well, she don't want to be with you. She's going to want to be with him. She's going to want to go to the source. She'll cut out the middleman. So I, I just think that, that black people, period, but really black men, I don't think any black man with any level of intelligence should be spending his whole life just working for other people. I, I, I don't think that. I think that as black men, it is absolutely essential that we learn how to build things and create things of our own because I don't think we're welcome in those other institutions. I don't need anything to add to that, but I love where the brother's coming from. And more and more 
people are starting to say the black man. I refer to them as the African-American man. The ball's in your court. And whatever happens in the coming years, you own it. Lady Future, let's clip it. Are the only people that send their brightest and their best to white colleges and white people. We talk about the football players and the black uh, 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 basketball players for dating white women where you sent them to white colleges and made them be around all white people anyway. The problem is, is that most black people want to be white in the first place and won't admit it. They don't want to stay around black people when they get their money. They don't want to go to HBCUs. I don't think HBCUs should be a choice. I think that should be the only option that you have. Unless you're trying to go and get something and bring it back to the community. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Lady Future, let's clip it. One don't make you grown. I know some cats 40, 50 with cars. And cribs, they still act like kids. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's Chief Aroni, all bread and cheese and no baloney. I got what you need, I just don't got it on me. Welcome to Woke Up Wednesday. Chief Aroni, what you gonna wake them up on today? Well, young cat, grown. You youngsters got it all wrong. And you singing the wrong song. And that's why some of y'all locked up and long gone, thinking that you grown. Grown is an action, not a number. That's something I'm going to need you to remember from Mufasa December, from January to December, from the planting of a seed to they holler out timber. When you grown, you use your eyes and ears and not your mouth because childish shit is still coming out and you ain't live life long enough to know what it's about because one wrong move can take you out. A grown man listen to the elders and look out for the kids. Not because you got a job and from this chick you got a little bit. You youngsters need to stop stealing and killing and start helping and building. Get with it, Chief Aroni, the one and only. Again, more and more people are talking. And like he said, his show says, what you say, young cat? That generally means a male. Lady Future, let's clip it have children that are getting educated and use their brains instead this is the result of what you get look at this one now this one is out of Oregon it is ridiculous what they're doing to kids so if you think that the violence that we're seeing now is a lot because it is watch what happens when none of the kids are educated for the next five years high school students in Oregon will not need to perform proficiency tests show a mastery of reading writing or math in order to graduate and this comes as the Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted to extend extend a pause on the graduation requirement yesterday until 2028. They're citing inefficiency and inequity. Joel Jones going beyond the headlines tonight to find out what this pause will mean for students. This is a controversial decision and one that's facing a lot of pushback. While some say the decision will lower state standards and cheapen an Oregon diploma, the Oregon Department of Education tells me this policy simply didn't work and disproportionately harms students of color. It harms students of color. People of color. It harms students of color. And you know what? These white liberals that implemented this, and probably some black liberals too, we can't leave them out because they're just as, as nasty. They're essentially saying, well, we have to remove learning English, learning math, being able to just read geography, social studies. We have to remove them from having the capability of doing any of it because they're black. How racist is that? Completely racist. When you don't have... Again, when you talk about a pipeline to jail and a pipeline to economic slavery, 
This is part of one of the techniques that they'll be using going forward. Lady Future, let's clip it. I just got the memo. Target closing stores down, 13. Walgreens, 200. Macy's, 125. Starbucks, 400 stores. Bath & Beyond, 150 stores. Victoria's Secrets, 50 stores. Kohl's, 27 stores. American Eagle, 250 stores. GameStop, 200 stores. Walmart, 154 stores. It's getting real, we're in the midst of a recession. When stores start closing down and downside. Guys, it's even worse than what we really thought. Bed Bath & Beyond is at 896 stores closed, Foot Locker around 545, Tuesday morning 487, Banana Republic is closing around 50 stores, CVS 300, Walgreens 300 as well, GameStop 100 and plus, Journeys 100 and plus, Burger King more than 400, and it just, the list goes on and on, and they're not going to talk about this in the media, that you don't expect this to be in the news, we just have to help out each other we have to share this information we have to know that we are not living the best times and you know what the more people want to stay blind the more they're going to suffer this right now is the time where either you're going to wake up and be forced to wake up or go to sleep completely because it's just you will not be able to be in between either you start getting ready for your family you stock up on food you start praying you actually start going up to church and opening your bible or else. Um, I can't say it any better than that, but what I want to add to that, one of the things that I share, it is time for families to start doubling up. Kids stay with the house, help with the mortgage, keep the money in the family. Lady Future, let's clip it. I'm going to get to. And uh, have helped a few people under the same conditions. He's sit over there, I'll deal with this. I explained to Red, chance to buy a house, etc., etc., and uh, uh, escrow is going to close uh, in four days. I'm $3,500 short, and uh, I'll work it off. I'll pay you back any way I can, etc. So he said, $3,500. Ain't got no small change on me right now, but uh, calls his secretary over with a thumb snap and says, bring me my checkbook. So he's writing the check. Pat Morita, $3,500. And as he's writing, before he signs his name, he says, now look here. I don't want to hear about no papers, no payback, no interest, no IOU, no nothing. If you want to pay me back, I know you're going to make it one day, son. You do this for somebody. Never forgot it. I've done it. Fortunately, I got to that place he predicted I was going to get to. And uh, have helped a few people under the same conditions. Now, that voice, I'm sure many of you caught, was Red Fox helping somebody else. And all he asked that guy is to do it for someone else. Where do we have this multitude of cultural thinking? within our race right now? And it's not a redundant question. We don't. Lady Future, let's clip it. have a lot of political clout in this country, but it has not redounded to the black underclass. We should never have expected it to. Most other groups in this country did it in the reverse. They lifted themselves socioeconomically first. They worried about elected office later. And those groups that did the reverse, like say the Irish, who had these political machines running your Philadelphias and your Bostons and your New Yorks at the turn of the 20th century, those groups rose slower. 
than groups who went with economic advancement first. And I think Asians are the latest example of this. Group hitting it out of the park in terms of household incomes, representation of the professions, educational attainment, how much political clout do Asians have in America? And has it been a barrier to their progress? And I think that's just the latest example that going the political route was the wrong way to go fundamentally, uh, a fundamental misstep by the civil rights movement. And that continues to be pushed by uh, civil rights leaders today. Black people. That's a heavy, heavy statement that he made. And I understand his vision. Um, and it's something for us to consider. Lady Future, let's clip it. Student outcomes we see year after year aren't the result of luck or privilege. They stem from hard work and a culture that prioritizes learning. Research shows that Asian kids read more books, watch less television, and study longer than other groups. Even in low-income Asian families, money goes toward test prep instead of $300 sneakers. And the results are obvious at elite schools, not just in New York, but nationwide, where even low-income Asian students have outperformed middle and upper-income students from other groups. Some claim that the tests are racist, but if that's true, how is it that Asians, a racial minority, group get the highest scores the age yeah there's there's no real excuse and i just use those as examples lady future let's clip it black boys last year that wanted to play in the nba of that million only four hundred thousand will even make it to play high school ball of that four hundred thousand only four thousand will be able to make it to play college ball of that four thousand only 35 will make it to the nba of that 35 only seven start and the average life in the nba is four years so the real problem is we have a million brothers looking for seven full-time jobs the last four years and yet last year we had a hundred thousand jobs available to be a computer programmer engineer or doctor and only a thousand brothers qualify so our appeal to black males is to realize the odds that that you do most will be that that you do best i mean we were the first doctor not hippocrates in hotel so we have the ability either in math or science or music and sports but that that you do most will be that that you do best if you play basketball from three o'clock to nine o'clock you'll be a very good basketball player if you went home and went to the library you'd be a very good scholar we need more black male role models that will encourage our youth in math and science there are millions and there it is and once again Thank you for allowing me to come into your home and to continue to fight this journey. This is the end of the show. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. You black man, I just need you to know, you may be misunderstood, but your brilliance, it shows. Why do you think so many are threatened by you? They can see that bright aura, that powerful hue. I love you, black man. You may be flawed just like me, but no matter what this world says, you're a king originally. You lead with strength and authority, commanding attention and adoration naturally. See, I love me some black men. The way your brown skin blends in with mine, you make me forget about all my problems and remind me to be present in this moment in time. You are sublime. You deserve your flowers too. So if no one else says it, I'm saying I love you. Thank you for being the rock that we need. Protecting and providing ain't as easy as y'all make it seem. Got a globe on your shoulder, but no one knows the weight you carry. This is a safe space to set it down. I know you're worn and weary. I see you, black man. But regardless of my truth, I pray that you see your value. I pray that you love you because you deserve to be loved on. You're needed, black man. I'm just reminding you of your word, signed, The Black Man Stand.